0: It's time for News Talk 720 KDWN's Ask the Expert Hour. Have a question? Call now. 702-257-KDWN. That's 702-257-5396.
1: Welcome to Ask the Experts. My name is Brian Black. I'm talking to Brian Lowe of Brian A. Low & Associates. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. I was uh, <laughs> commenting earlier that I wasted my entire weekend this weekend watching uh, a marathon of House of Cards, uh, 13 <laughs> hours of television, and I actually forgot that there was an actual presidential debate this weekend. I found the, I found the fictional one a lot more interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably so.
1: But uh, did you have a good weekend?
2: I had a great weekend.
1: The uh, the weather was odd, but I kind of like it when it rains.
2: Well, I had a lot of honeydews, and uh, they were all outside kind of honeydews, so I had to work real hard to get all the work done before the rain came.
1: That's the difference between us. I would have used the rain as an excuse <laughs> to not do those. So um, anyway, <laughs> this morning we're going to be talking about uh, your area of expertise, um, as we've talked about many times on the show. Uh, we, you're into estate planning. That is your, your main one of your main focuses, correct? It is. And one of the, the phenomena that has um, kind of taken over the legal industry in the Internet age, we're talking about in the last... Oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so is the increasing availability of not only legal documentation but legal knowledge that's disseminated uh, on the internet. And I, th- I think that, uh, you know, I see ads for it on TV where people are advertising. Well, if you wanna, if you wanna do your will or you want to do uh, a certain legal process, just download this form or go to our website and uh, receive some step-by-step instructions, and you can do this without the cost or or inconvenience of having to go to a lawyer. And today, I I thought we might talk a little bit about uh, what are some possible pitfalls of that. Maybe there's some advantages as well. You know, there might be things out there that uh, are simple enough to do on your own. We've talked about a a couple of different things when We were talking about uh, debt and we were talking about dealing with creditors. You know, sending a simple letter is not necessarily something that you have to go to an attorney for. But my question, my first question for you this morning is when you see that ad on TV, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I think that, uh, you know, people have this idea that they can basically do just about anything that they want to do themselves. And under the, the system here in the United States, uh, people have the right to have an attorney that will represent them in court. Mm-hmm. They, if someone other than themselves, uh, want to represent them in court, they will not be able to do it because they have not met a certain standard that lawyers need to to have in order to represent someone. So people think that, well, I can go into court and I can represent myself or, uh, there is a document that I need I can draft this thing up even though I don't have the background knowledge and experience now I re- I remember when before I went to law school my uh, my wife and I had given some thought to going to law school and I had four children and my wife and I and and
1: excuse me just for a second sure you went to law school after you had four children
2: that's correct I can barely
1: go to work every day and I have two children <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please go ahead. Okay, so- <laughs> well,
2: anyway, we uh, decided, uh, I mean, I took the uh, LSAT, and then I sent out uh, uh, some applications for law schools, and uh, we were uh, gotten a couple of uh, um, acceptances, and then we decided, well, let's tell our family. And the first one we were going to tell was my, my wife's uh Grandmother and grandfather. They lived down in Mesa, Arizona. So we drove down there one day and we had dinner with them. And we were then going to, after dinner, kind of tell them that we were going to go to law school. Okay. Well, everything went well. But before we were able to say anything, her grandfather all of a sudden went on this. I don't know what, he, what happened to him. <laughs> he had this idea that lawyers were bad. Right. And he started talking bad about lawyers. And <laughs> he went into the other room and he came out with a stack of deeds. They must have been three inches deep. All these deeds that he had uh, accumulated through purchase of properties and things like this. Right. And he says, look at these deeds. There's not one of them. Not one of them that I had a lawyer (laughs) help me with and everything turned out well. Well, Tana and I, my wife looked at each other and we said, well, maybe we shouldn't tell them (laughs) at this time anyway. (laughs) And so, you know, they had a real feeling that they could do better than the lawyers could do. And maybe they were able to accomplish what they wanted to without a lawyer. And that is good if they can do it. Right. But most of the time you need the legal background of someone who has studied the law and has experience in the law in an area that can give you assistance. Now, when I went to law school, in law school, they don't give you exams during your semester. Okay. They just give you all of these cases that you are to read. And you come to class and you discuss these cases with the class and with your professor. And you never turn in anything. Then at the end of the semester, Mm -hmm. they give you an exam. And generally in each class, they give you three, four, five questions. And you write on each question for about uh, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Right. And you take the facts out of that exam and you answer the question. Well, I had a background in math and in science. And I got a master's in business administration, which was a very quantitative type of a program I was in. And so I always figured that I could come up with the best answer. Okay. And I wrote my exams in every one of my classes. And I came up with the best answer. I thought that I had aced the classes. Right.
1: You'd solved the problem.
2: Solved every problem I had the best answer had the cases down, knew them. And after the exam, a couple of weeks after the exam, the dean of the law school got a hold of me and said, I'd like to talk to you. (laughs) And I came in and talked to him. He says, "Uh, Mr. Lowe, I I really don't think that you have the capacity to, and the nature to be a lawyer. Wow. (laughs) I whoa, here I'd come to law school I I left Las Vegas, went to law school, had four children, had my wife, was all settled into going through this three-year program. Right. And here he tells me, I don't think you've got it. And I said, well, what's wrong? And he said, well, you know, in the law, there are always two sides. You... And with a lawyer, somebody comes into you, and you analyze it, and you say, okay, this is the answer. But the the other side, the person on the other side, is going to a lawyer, and they're saying, well, this is the answer for them. And so, as a lawyer, you've got to be able to see all the sides. You've got to be able to argue everything about that particular case. And so, he said, you've got to learn— how to argue the law. The law is not just strict. You've got to argue all sides. You've got to argue the facts and the circumstances. Now, I immediately changed. I learned. And fortunately, I was able to stay in law school for another <laughs> semester. And then I moved on and did well in law school.
1: When we return, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the experience that we're talking about, the knowledge that we're talking about that an attorney can bring to something if you need something done in the legal arena. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe, give us a call or a text on the Centennial Toyota text line at 702-257-5396.
0: Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN.
1: Welcome back. We're talking to Brian Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe, give us a call or a text on the Centennial Toyota Talk and Text Line at 702-257-5396. Now, you were telling a great story right before we uh, went to the break about your first semester of law school. Uh, the the intelligent and capable Brian A. Lowe goes to law school, puts everything on the line, already has a degree in business administration, big background in math, big background in quantitative analysis you ace your first exam and then you find out that your dean tells you that you're not suited to be an attorney
2: (laughs) that's correct i uh, you know i was writing this as um, these exams like i was a judge and it's the judge that will determine and ferret out all the little uh, nuances of the case, mm-hmm. throwing out some evidence or putting more weight on an, another little bit of evidence, et cetera. And so the judge hopefully will come up with the right decision. Right. But the lawyer is the person who has experience in all areas of that area of the law or right. should be that person mm-hmm. and can then put out the those points that really need to be presented to win that particular case. Now you ask the case, I mean, the, uh, the question about the person who goes to legal zoom and wants to fill out a form to do a will. Okay. Now here are lawyers in the United States that have gone to law school. Mm-hmm. Not all of them can do a will not all of them can do a trust. Not all of them can, can act in all areas of the law. And so many lawyers, as they are in practice longer and longer, specialize because they know that if they don't specialize and really stay in one area of the law, they're going to malpractice. Mm-hmm. And so even by going to a lawyer, they may not give you the best advice on a will because they don't do wills all the time. So people need to look at the kind of lawyer that they need to give them the advice that they need. So going to LegalZoom, they have no lawyer there. Right. Here is a form that someone has written up, and maybe that form has been good for a certain individual or individuals. But when you're filling it out, you have no advice, no legal advice. Someone that looks at all the facts of your particular case, mm-hmm. what your life is like, what your family is like, the, the assets that you have, the size of the, of your estate. You need someone that will take that and analyze that and then ask the kind of questions that need to be asked to so that you can incorporate that into a person's estate plan. With LegalZoom, you don't have that. You have a form, you assume that if you fill in this form, everything's going to be fine. But oftentimes, at the end of the day, they come back to a lawyer when the form is not doing what they really thought it was going to do.
1: Well, you know, it's all about possibilities, it sounds like to me. When you were talking about uh, deciding a case as if you were the judge, it's not your job as an attorney to decide what's right and wrong. It's your job as an attorney to be ready for anything based on your experience.
2: That's correct.
1: And, you know, I'm you know i I'm, I'm sure that, you know, when you go to, you'd go download a form off the internet, uh, you know, and if it is a fairly straightforward procedure, you know, here here are the 10 things that you need to do to meet requ- the requirements of the law. The law requires you to name a, a beneficiary or a, a, an executor, whatever it is, you know, and, and they've gone down the list and they've checked the statute and, you know, they've used an attorney to draw up the form or whatever. As you say, it's very cookie cutter, it's very paint by numbers, and... Maybe you'll be okay, um, but every situation is a little bit different. Yes. Everybody's got the crazy brother who might try to contest your will, or everybody's got a, a business relationship that might complicate things if you if you aren't part of a limited liability corporation, or you know, there's there's so many things that could happen when you're talking about planning your estate. Um, I you know the internet is a wonderful thing, and um, I think that uh, one of the things that messes me up all the time to, to branch off into another profession is WebMD. I'm not a hypochondriac, but when I get sick, I need to stay off the Internet because <laughs> I start self-diagnosing as if I were a doctor. And I'll tell you what happens nine out of 10 times when I decide that I have, uh, I don't know, leprosy or something and my toe's going to fall off. I go to the doctor and the doctor says to me, he says, you don't have leprosy. Everything's fine because he knows Based on his experience and based on having visited hundreds or thousands of patients over his career, how unlikely that is. And then he does a few tests to make sure I'm not right, and then we're fine. I would say that that, that translates directly to the uh, realm of law.
2: It, it does, and that brings a certain amount of peace and security to you to know that a person knowing medicine has told you, no, that's not the case. You may think in your mind that you have a major problem. Right. But the doctor has now confirmed that you do not. That's the same thing with a lawyer. And if you go to a lawyer and have the proper documentation done, then at night you can sleep knowing that, you know, your issues are being taken care of. The proper beneficiaries have been named. Who's going to be the executor or trustee of your trust? What happens if I become incompetent? Am I going to have to go to guardianship and who's going to be the guardian? And so all of these things are all put together into a plan that should bring comfort and peace to the client.
1: So my question for you, but harking back to your original story did did your did your wife's grandparents ever have legal problems with his three inch stack of deeds, or did everything turn out all right?
2: Everything turned out okay for him. Yes. So now, you know, if if he would have had counsel when he sold some of those properties, things would have been a little better off. He felt, well, I want to sell, so I'll just wait until. I mean, I want to sell, and then I'll just find somebody who's willing to write me a check for whatever I say it's worth. Right. And oftentimes he sold some of those properties for much less than the uh, fair market value. He didn't think in terms of getting an appraisal and hiring someone to go out and market uh, what he was selling.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because when you're telling that story, it's, you know, I don't know if it's it's a reality in life is that there are a lot of people in the world who feel threatened by attorneys uh they 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 they're they're, it's something they don't understand and so therefore they're afraid of it and there's this stereotype out there that that attorneys are people who are out to get your money basically and i think that i think that that holds true for a lot of different professions um you know contractors for instance so oh, i don't want to hire the contractor cuz he'll come in and tell me that my floors are going to cost $10,000 and i know they're only going to cost $3,000 and getting past that fear i think is a, is a big part of uh, choosing the right person to help you um, because you know the show is called ask the experts and you know ask an expert if you if you want to know something correct
2: that's correct and sometimes it is costly from the perspective of the client, because they think, well, they could have done better. But in the long run, the proof is in the pudding. After they die, what happens? Uh, Did they have the proper plan? Or are their beneficiaries now arguing and are we fighting it out in court, et cetera?
1: When we return, we'll be talking more with Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. If you have a question for Brian, give him a call at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. Welcome back. We're talking to Brian Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Today we're talking about lawyers and the perception of lawyers and the perception of whether you can handle things yourself without the use of an attorney. you know, I mean obviously the 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 question that's going to leap to mind is if I'm listening to the show you're like, well there's we're talking to an attorney. Of course he's going to say that you should come visit an attorney. Um, but you know, as I said a few minutes ago, the name of the show is Ask the Experts and I guess the question is if you have the opportunity to do so and it's profitable to you and it's a good bet, why wouldn't you go ask an expert? Um, how long have you been practicing law in Las Vegas?
2: This is uh, 2016, so I've been now practicing 35 years.
1: And if we're talking about the stereotype of an attorney as somebody who's, who's just out to get your money, you know, well, if I go to an attorney, he's, gonna, he's just going to rack up the billable hours until I, I pay all this money to do something that I could do myself. Am I, am I incorrect in saying that you couldn't possibly practice law in Las Vegas for thirty-five years, doing business like that.
2: Oh, you'll, you'll overprice yourself, and people then won't come to you, or uh, they—the work that you do will be challenged, and and in court or whatever—and you find that you gain a reputation for your work not being uh, good, good work.
1: You know, and I, I. I you know, I, it may seem like a very obvious comparison, but I feel like that this translates to any line of work. Um, uh, late last year, my wife has a beloved 10-year-old car that she just will not get rid of. And she and so I needed to uh, put some repair money into the car instead of buying a new one. And I needed the valve cover gaskets replaced. And so I took it to what I thought was a great place to get the valve cover uh, gaskets replaced on this 10-year-old car. And what ended up happening was they were the nicest people in the world. They were very accommodating, but they just couldn't get the work right. And... Um, you know, I, they, they gave the car back to me, valve cover gaskets are still leaking. I took it back, they fixed it again, valve cover gaskets are still leaking. It took them three different attempts and almost six months because I, there was also a lot of back and forth with these guys about, oh they're, oh, they're not leaking, it's just this or it's just that. And the conclusion that I arrived at after a long period of time, you know, I, I had to get it fixed. You know, I didn't want to go pay another, you know, Twelve hundred bucks or whatever it was to get it fixed again. My conclusion was: is you know what, you guys are great, but I'm not going to come back. I'm not going to do business here. And honestly, if somebody asks me, I'm going to say, "Well, you should probably stay away from those guys." It it any kind of profession, any kind of uh, any any kind of trade, or I guess you're not a trade, you're a profession, but any type of business, you you rely on your reputation.
2: That's correct.
1: And you know,
2: and in, in my area of the law. <clears throat> It's more planning than uh, going to court. Mm -hmm. And so our feeling in in the law practice is if we have to to go into court and defend what we're doing, then we have in fact failed because there has been another side that has now challenged what we did and there may be some legal reason why they would be challenging right so if we have to go to court on a case we feel like we failed and so we try to do the work that doesn't have to be defended it stands on its own and that's the kind of reputation that we like to have at Brian A. Low and Associates.
1: Well, and another thing to consider too is when we're talking about your firm or or any other law firm here in town, the fact that you've been doing business and practicing law in the Las Vegas Valley for thirty-five years—that uh, means something. You know the personalities involved. You know the, the the you know the law in Las Vegas. The law in Nevada is different than the law in California.
2: It can be in some areas, yes.
1: So if you are if you are trying to put together a plan for somebody who who lives in las vegas the plan would be different than someone who lives in connecticut and the plan could be different than than someone who has has interests elsewhere or you know there's so many different possibilities and you know if you're going to choose somebody you should certainly choose somebody who has experience in the area that you're looking for that's correct so when we're talking about these um these these downloadable forms on the internet let's look at a, a, an area that's a little bit in between the two i've seen advertisements for law firms and these guys have been to law school and they're practicing law in the valley um what what about the 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 lawyer who advertises the cheapest possible price well get a will for whatever it is um i don't, I don't even know how much a will cost but when i see the ads on the tv they're they're talking about well then you know we'll provide you with a low-cost one-cost one-size-fits-all type of package for estate planning. What do you think about that?
2: Well, I question it because anyone that will do a will for a very low amount of money has obviously is obviously not putting much time into the planning and the thinking that it takes to do what's best for that client. If they're just going to give a low-cost will, they're going to just kind of Give them a fill-in-the-blanks type of will. Right. No real thought to it. Because to find out what the client needs, client doesn't just walk into the to the office and say, I need a will, and he says, okay, just what's your name? And come back next week, and we'll have you sign the will. You have to meet with them. You've got to find out what their situation is. And you may spend an hour, you may spend two hours with that client mm-hmm. getting acquainted with him and his situation, his financial affairs, etc. Now, all of a sudden, you then you come up with a plan and you review that plan with the client. How you're going to proceed, or how he should proceed with these with these uh, uh, documentation. Now, we don't charge anything to those people until we have planned out something and say this is the way that we feel you should proceed, and then we tell can tell them what this is going to cost. Do you want us to do it? If they don't want us to do it, then we say, well, uh, you know, if sometime in the future we can be of service, please come back. We'd love to have you as a client.
1: Very upfront, very honest, very transparent is what you're saying.
2: That is correct.
1: And I would imagine that, uh, and of course I haven't done this, but uh, the, the situation that leaps to mind with me is when somebody says, okay, we'll do a will for $99 or whatever it is, that you go in there. And honestly, if they were going to be profitable at that they couldn't spend too much time on it and that it's probably just one notch above the downloadable form on the internet where it's you go in and they have you fill out you know some pertinent information and if you want to go beyond what's covered in that initial feed then it's going to cost money
2: yeah and most of the time when you when you see these kinds of uh, uh, documents uh, they're loss leaders. Mm-hmm. They are trying to get people to come in the door thinking that they're only going to spend $99. But if they do any legal work on it at all, they're going to have to say, look, you need more than this, and this is what it's going to cost.
1: For some reason, the, the auto mechanic has leapt to mind in that exact <laughs> scenario there. I've had a few brake jobs that have gone way worse than, than what I predicted when I was going in for the for the ninety nine dollar break job that cost me five hundred dollars. Um, so when you're talking to an attorney, um, you know, I I guess what you what you need to do is you go have that, that first appointment. And and with Brian A. Lowe and Associates, it's as we've said many times in the past, it doesn't cost you anything to walk in the door, correct?
2: That's correct.
1: And you're actually going to speak to an attorney when you go.
2: That's right
1: and that's is are we talking about just a brief conversation or an in-depth analysis
2: we generally with any kind of estate planning consultation we never plan less than 1 hour and most of the time it goes over an hour and a half to 2 hours okay well but we, we don't charge for it until we say this is what you need and this is what it's going to cost and then they determine whether we they want to proceed
1: when we return, we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can help yourself by asking an expert right here on Ask the Experts with Brian A. & Associates. If you have a question for Brian, please give us a call or a text at 702-257-5396. Thanks. Now back to Ask the
0: Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN.
1: Welcome back. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. If you have a question for us, give us a call or a text on the Centennial Toyota Talk & Text Line at 702-257-5396. One of the things we're talking about today is uh, the stereotype, the image that a lot of people have about a lot of professional occupations, about how, how when, you, uh, when, you, when you have a need, you feel vulnerable, Uh, when, when you're trying to plan for your children's future, you feel like you need to, uh, you need to do the best job possible. And there's a lot of self-reliant people out there with a lot of information at their fingertips and, um, who are resistant to the idea of going to an expert. Uh, things have changed over the years with the advent of the internet age. And a lot of people, uh, due to some negative stereotyping, seem to think that people are out to get them. Um, why is it, uh... This question for you, Brian. Why is it that it is in your best interest to go see an attorney? Why – how do I know that you're not out to get me?
2: Well, nobody really knows until they go <laughs> in and experience uh, uh, their attorney or their doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so generally people will evaluate a, an attorney or any professional – and then decide if they would be willing to ask, uh, tell their their friends to go to this particular attorney. So generally, you you get a feel for the confidence people have in your work and and how you approach their legal problem by who they will invite to come in and see. Us, so you know the personal the connection.
1: Referral. Yeah, you know. Well, first you look at the person's reputation. How, what What are the What does everyone else What do your friends say about it? What do strangers say about this person that you're going to go see? And then, like you say, you come in and you experience it. I meet you in your office, and and I get to look you in the eye. Are you an honest person? Are you telling me the truth? I can tell those things when I when I talk to you. What would reassure me on top of those two things if we if we go from a purely self interested standpoint? why why is it why should i trust you to save me money
2: well when somebody comes in as i mentioned a few minutes ago we generally spend the time with these people so that we understand what their situation is and be able Mm -hmm. to give them proper advice Mm -hmm. sometimes people will come in and say i have a friend they've recommended that i see you i want a trust okay and i that's fine i put a trust up there And then I go through everything and I say to them at the end, you don't need a trust. It's not the right thing for you. You can do it. I I always suggest that you have a simple will just so that if there is anything out there that needs to be taken care of, you've identified that it should go to a certain individual. But you don't need a trust
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because with a trust, it's going to cost X number of dollars and you could probably best spend your money yourself right because we can actually take care of some of these issues without even having a will or a trust and so we talk ourselves out of out of the business and you know people think well did he give me good advice or not but you know i always spell out why I have said what I've de- I've said. Some people come in and say I can't afford a trust. I just want a simple will. And I'll say, "Well, you've got some problems here that just handing this this these assets that you have over to that next generation is not the proper way to do it. You've told me that this they have a problem there. Let's say they're on a they have Medicaid right now and they, they would lose their Medicaid if you just do that. So what you really need to do is you need to establish a trust. And sometimes we say it's going to cost a little more than what they thought when they walked in the door. Other times we tell them, no, you don't need this. It's going to cost a lot less, but we are honest with them based upon what their situation is.
1: We've got a call on line one. It's Steve. He has a legal question for Brian A. Are you there, Steve? Good morning, sir. How are you? How are you guys doing? Oh, We're doing well. How can we help you? I've got um, a rather interesting situation. I've got an
0: older friend I've been with friends for many years. And he has been for 25-plus years trying to collect as a beneficiary on a trust that his father set up. He asked me to help him because he's getting old, and in California, um, he feels that if he starts a probate action, he will never live to see the end of it. Now, he's named me as the sole beneficiary for his will because he doesn't have any children or anything else, and I've been helping him the best I can. Um, So what I did is I filed a claim in the form of an affidavit with a bunch of interrogatories for the trustee to answer. And I sent it via notary. Um, what I'm looking for is I'm wondering if your firm will offer some sort of strategic guidance.
2: Now, is is your friend a resident of uh, Clark County here, Las Vegas?
0: He is a resident of Nye County, as I am. Okay.
2: So you're out in Pahrump or wherever. And uh, we do a lot of, uh, we have a lot of clients in Pahrump that come into Las Vegas. And and, Mm -hmm. uh, if they, if he has a problem and you want to talk about the specifics, it's best that you come in and talk to us. And as we say over the air, there's no cost to that. Bring the both of you in. It would be best to have legal advice because you don't want to be challenged on something that you oversaw in some kind of a, uh, a letter or some other kind of form that you may have exactly. given to the trustee.
0: Exactly. Not only that, I know there's a lot of legal wrangling and stuff. And if you're not an attorney, you're not privy to all the procedures exactly as you may think they are.
2: That's, that's correct. And there are a lot of procedures, many procedures that you have to go through upon the death of uh of the client. Okay. Steve,
1: do you have a pen with you? Um, I do. Will you write down this number, please? Hang on one second. This is a great question.
0: Okay. On the fact of the McDonald's, head. go ahead. Shoot.
1: That's a great idea. So 702-259-0002. That's That's the number for Brian A. Lowe & Associates. If you call it right now, Julie will answer the phone, and she can uh, set up an appointment for you to come in.
2: Okay, sounds good. Okay, we look forward to hearing from you, Steve. Thanks for the call.
1: I think that's a great way to end the show today. We've got somebody who's uh, looking for some legal advice, and they've chosen to ask an expert. Uh, We've been talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Thanks for being on the show once again.
2: Thank you, Brian.
1: We'll be back next week with more information.